Sure, I've been offended a time or two in my life, if I must say, but I wonder if I've ever offended someone. <laughs> Surely not. Surely not. Well, let's talk about it today on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Is this music offensive? It's going to be a good one. I find this music very offensive. There yeah. he is. Did you hear that? Yeah. There Making he is. Making his unabashed entrance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a microphone. An offended producer. Finally with a microphone. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No camera yet, though. <laughs> 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 we have got to introduce producer Randy oh. real slow. Yes, please. To our audience. We, we, we really. I wouldn't want to blow the feeds up yet. Did you see the response that I put to uh, one of our, our our commenters that said that they were missing our old theme music? Yeah, I said that I was going to mention it to producer Randy. So mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he can. Yeah, he needs to be taken in bite sized chunks for yeah. sure. Yeah, we're going to meter his exposure to the audience here on Kingdom Speak. Well, what are people speaking about Kingdom Speak? What are they oh, saying? Oh man, we're getting some great reviews. Mm-hmm. This is awesome, awesome. Um, let's give a shout out to One God Preacher Man. One God Preacher, five star review, excellent. Daniel McKillop and the featured guest on Kingdom Speak address the most relevant issues for today's believers. This podcast is done with a high standard of excellence. Well, well, well. Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's great. Now the reviews have been coming in, man. We we really do appreciate it. Yeah. It does make a difference uh, whether or not you leave us. You know, even a bad review does help. But fortunately for us. If that's are. all you can muster. <laughs> we promise not to be offended. You know what? Yeah. The thickness of our skin is immeasurable. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Yoy. You're one of those guys that uses <laughs> sensitive skin soap. Yeah. Aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been burned a time or two. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I got a few t shirts myself. Yeah. Should have wore one today. That's, yeah. <laughs> An extra layer. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me pick. I've got one in that color and one in that color. Yeah. Offenses, man. Offenses. So we got to gear up because they're on their way, right? There's a pipe of them loaded up, headed my way. Appears to be that way. And if I'm going to continue to breathe, I will continue to encounter them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Why don't you back that up with some book? How come you know they're coming? Well... There was this guy. Oh, really? Jesus. My Hispanic <laughs> friends call him. <laughs> Shall we go to Luke chapter 17? We're there. In the KJV, verse 1. Then said he, which is Jesus, unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. Yeah, don't make it singular. Offenses. <laughs> offenses <laughs> will come. Come. But woe unto him through whom they come. So that's that's the 
that's that's the verse. Just two They're going to come. Two different things here. They are. Yeah? They are. I find it interesting that he says, uh, with God, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, maybe one thing. It is impossible to get through <laughs> life without an offense. <laughs> the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I don't want to be one of those people that get offended. Yeah. But I'm going to be one of those people that are going to encounter offense, right? It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I think the first um, the first takeaway from this is who he was talking to. Who was he talking to? He was not just speaking mm-hmm. to the multitudes. He was mm-hmm. not just speaking to the followers, the pursuers of loaves and fishes. Yeah. But he says specifically here. Disciples. Yeah. What a leadership class. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to be my disciple, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to forsake. You have to be willing to follow. Mm -hmm. And you got to be able to be offended. If you're going to be a disciple, it's not if, it's when. Offenses will come. They're mm. coming. Mm. They are coming. Uh, so I, I, I think we need to, we need to before we before we dive into the offense side. I think we need to look a little tighter at what it means to be a disciple. Mm-hmm. I, I think the objective. The objective, the, well, let me say it this way, because this is what he called it, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope this doesn't offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's ease into this and dive right in. It's not just about baptizing people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about making disciples. Tell us what you mean, Pastor. Let's quit beating around the bush. <laughs> what do you think he means, so, Pastor Randy? <laughs> we're about to find out. Go into all the world. Teach. That's right. Matthew 28. Baptize. Mm-hmm. Teach. That's the formula of Matthew 28, 19. Mm-hmm. So we often, we often get so uh, sidetracked into using this to prove mm-hmm. the oneness of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. And that, that that has its place. But when we look at it from a commission standpoint, mm-hmm. it's one third baptize and two thirds teach. It's 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 go, teach, baptize, mm-hmm. teach. And very interesting. If you if you look, so really fifty percent, fifty percent of the overall package or requirement of, of the Great Commission is teaching. Sixty six percent. Well, if you include go though. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. So mm. this isn't a math class, folks. Don't wait a minute. Don't don't yeah, thumb never, down. I us. wasn't good at fractions. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just the principal of the school. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you are alleging, you are alleging. That you didn't know how to do math. No, no. I'm talking about spiritual things here. Oh, okay. Police. Okay. Um, I will I offend think, you before I th- it's over. I was going to say, I think he's offended. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how demeaning of you. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Um, you are alleging I should not fill up a tank and have a pastor baptize people that he doesn't teach. Because I heard that you need to teach before you baptize. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they're shaken off the water, they should be taught again. Right. <laughs> and then that commences a journey of teaching. And then you're never out of it. Right. If, if, if our objective is just to make new converts, then we are we're missing mm. the essence of the Great Commission. The Amplified says it. Why don't you read it? Read it for us, the Amplified. Jesus. Well, sorry, I sent it. That's like Brian Regan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was more like checking these references. Just yeah. read it. There's no tricks in there. <laughs> read it. Don't this is a trick. You started reading it like it was a minefield. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, not a Trinitarian. I'm you shouldn't be afraid of this verse. Go. Pahonics. Yeah. Working for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus approached him, breaking the silence, said to them, all authority, Mm. all power of rule in heaven and earth has been given Given to me. me. Go then. Go. And make disciples. Make. Of all the nations. Disciples. Baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. Whoa. Teaching them to observe everything that I've ever commanded. Ladies and gentlemen, that's more than a one-week Bible study. That's that's more than just a Mm. 20-week Bible study. The world could not contain the books that would be written of all the things that Jesus began both to do and teach. So Hmm. if we are not careful, we will be enamored by the tweetability Mm -hmm. because new converts can be made in an instant. (laughs) But disciples being made is the journey of a lifetime. I wish Brother Booker would write a book about that, but the journey of a lifetime. That is what it's after. The church and the leadership of the Mm -hmm. apostolic church. I need to understand as a pastor, my objective is not just to have a good number of folks baptized by the end of the year, but how many disciples have I made this year? <laughs> you don't see much social media content out there. Of well, it's hard to tweet because when when does it happen? <laughs> I'm just and gonna, when does it stop? I'm just going to teach tonight, right? Right. And it's like, well, that's actually pretty important. Yeah, there should be a lot more pizzazz around it. Mm. A teaching priest was a gift to Israel. Mm-hmm. In fact, whenever God would would penalize them. That was one of the things he would do is remove the teaching priest. Wow, yeah. A people left to themselves, even though they're baptized, is just still a bunch of people that'll wander in a wilderness if they don't have somebody that's, that's, that's going to teach them. So we need disciples. Jesus was speaking this to his disciples. Mm-hmm. To his disciples. Okay, this this wasn't new converts class. Yeah, so this is like 
We're going to take it up a level now. We are. We are. I don't know if anybody else, have, have, you, ever, have you ever stopped to consider the, the amount and the diversity of the personalities, mm-hmm. the makeups, the lifestyles, the occupations of Jesus' disciples? Yeah. Yeah, they were... They what, were. A, what a ragtag group. Okay? If there's ever a testimony of the fact that Jesus could make something out of nothing, mm-hmm. you need to go no farther back in your Bible. You don't have to make it clear back to Genesis. Just go back to what he done with those disciples. You're right, eh? You're right. He's asking us to do exactly what he did, make disciples. Make disciples. And there had to be, there had to be this cynical, critical, you think you're the son of God and you're no better at picking disciples? Oh, you know it, right? Than Simon Peter? Yeah. Really? Like, that's who you picked. Even if some of them would have thought that that Philip was okay and Bartholomew was cool, Matthew and James and John, Thomas, Judas. I mean, you've got a group of guys here that are an, an impulsive, crude, ambitious, outspoken, rough bunch of cobs, man. Mm-hmm. And he made something out of them. Yeah. These are the guys that turned the world upside down. He made a team out of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So reminiscent, you know, Jesus being the off the root and the offspring of David. So reminiscent of actually what transpired in David's life. Mm-hmm. So David is anointed. But he doesn't have a throne. He doesn't have a palace. He doesn't have opulence. He doesn't have a military. He doesn't have positions to fill. He's a cave-hopping, anointed man. Mm. But there was a ragtag group. They were in debt. They were rough, bro. Mercenaries. (laughs) Yeah. And they start assimilating around this man in a cave. Mm -hmm. Not attracted to what he could offer them. He had no positions for them. But but attracted to what he possessed. He was he was anointed. That says so much, man. That the church is not in a deficit when it's compared to any other institutions in the church in the world. Never no. We're not we're not inept. If we've got the anointing, they will leave the holes of opulence. Yes, sir. Believe it. Yep. And come to a cave. I'd rather be in a cave with an anointed man than in a throne room with a man who's lost his. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. It's the first bomb of the day. Who would you rather be with? Man, because you'll eventually end up in the throne room. (laughs) If you've got an anointing, man, you'll get a throne. Yeah, that's right. But if you've lost yours, you will lose it. That's right. You, your days are numbered. These guys picked up on that, man. And it's it's as if Philip and Bartholomew and 
mm-hmm. Simon, mm-hmm. And Judas, and all. When Jesus walked by these guys, they picked up something different about this guy. Man, you know it. You know it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I will leave my net and follow him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's quite a, so I guess the, the, the question that you immediately begin pondering that arises out of this cacophony of just brute, rough, mm-hmm. diverse personalities is how does, how does a man like Jesus keep these guys together? Yeah, exactly right. How, how does he keep them from attacking and consuming each other? Keeping, keeping the room unified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you look at the church, mm. and bro, God's blessed us with a phenomenal group of people. Mm-hmm. But man, she's diverse. <laughs> And there's every what a person. Great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Is that politically correct? Yes. Non-offensive. <laughs> we are a diverse group of yes, people. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh-huh. And when Jesus is buried, bro, it does not take long. Oh boy. For all of those personalities to reemerge, the clicks to reemerge. The 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 pack that mm-hmm. stayed knit together as long as Jesus was in their midst. It didn't last real long once he was gone. Man, the knives came out even before he was gone. There was yeah. that it already started to raise that uh you know sense of it was so good that Peter was wanting to defend it, right? You're not coming to get him. Oh yeah. You're gonna go through me. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's like the guy laying on the grenade, right? He's willing to go to. The, he's yeah. going. Oh yeah. That, that they had that. He had reached that level of unity, right? But even, yeah. But he, even though they sensed the end approaching, I mean, he's being arrested mm-hmm. on on the way to from from gardens. Mm-hmm where they're observing him sweat, as it were, great drops of blood, paying the ultimate sacrifice. And they're debating about who's going to be the greatest. <laughs> what, what a group, man. Like, this is, this is the motley crew. Oh, for a hot mic. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bit of wonder that the common folks just went, ah, that guy from Nazareth, look at the guys following him. <laughs> There's nothing to him. There's nothing to him. And this was the group that Jesus invested in. And this was the group that he pulled aside and he said, boys, I'm going to tell you something that I haven't told nobody else. Y'all are going to be offended. Hmm. Offenses will come. If your desire is to be more than just a new convert, if your desire is that you want to be a disciple, Mm -hmm. you better lace up your boots. It's going to happen. 
So it's a bit of an encouragement if I do encounter an offense because that must mean I'm disciple material. Right. Right. Offenses will come. Man. So I think one of the qualifications of being a disciple, there's 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 qualifications and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need to forget or overlook the fact that when you got in this to be a disciple, you got in it for one reason. Mm-hmm. You did not get in this. We're, 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 we're talking fine print of the contract right now. You're not getting in this for a smooth ride, evidently. No, no, that's obvious. You are getting in this thing to follow Jesus. Right. That's why you got in. Look what he repeatedly did. So, so he finds, he finds uh, Simon, finds Andrew, and you go through the list, and he asks them the same thing. Mm-hmm. Will you follow me? Will you follow me? Now, I want, I want to point out something, and maybe you could read it for us. John chapter 1. I'll try to do a better verse job this time. 40. Let's go. Ready? One of the two which heard John speak. Heard John speak. This is John the Baptist. Followed him. Yep. Was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Yeah. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah. We found him. Which is being interpreted the Christ. Mm. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. And So here comes the first disciple, Andrew, mm-hmm. with his brother, Simon. Jesus is looking at him and goes, Hey, mm-hmm. I know you're Simon, the son of Jonah. Right. So thou shalt be called Cephas. Which thou is, shalt mm-hmm. be called Cephas. Which is by interpretation a stone. The first thing that um, I think is pertinent here is the fact that it came, Jesus' first disciple came from John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Jesus' first disciple was first someone else's disciple. Oh, now there's a whole can of worms. This speaks so much of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. a man to be the forerunner of Christ. Yep. To have a ministry that has matured and developed to the place that you now have your own disciples following you. You're right. Yep. And right. in a single moment with Jesus coming to you to be baptized. You look at your disciples and say, stop following me. Follow him. (laughs) Shutting her down, boys. The first disciple that Jesus had was first someone else's disciple. I sure hope as a leader, I don't ever lose, Mm -hmm. I don't ever lose sight of this, this fact. All disciples belong to Jesus. Yep. Yep. Ultimately, 
they belong to Jesus. And at some point, at some point in my life, if God tarries, mm-hmm. we see we see pastors having to do this repeatedly, where they've given of their entire life, and now they're stepping away from a pulpit, mm-hmm. and they're having to say, now follow him. Man, it's got to be tough. That is tough. And that transition is fraught with the potential for offense. Oh, my. For sure. It's you know fraught it. with it. You've got all of these aspects of being a disciple and being loyal. Man, it, it, says, it says something about Andrew. Andrew was loyal enough, loyal enough to John, that he was willing to follow someone else because John said, follow Jesus. I will be obedient to you. I am faithful enough to you that I'll follow somebody else because you said for me to. Mm -hmm. Churches have to go through that. Leadership has to happen. Transition. Transition is, is, I know I've already used this word, but it's fraught with with a minefield of potential offenses. And you have to have a John that understands his ministry and understands the arrival of the next one and can pick up, it's it's time for me to decrease and him to increase. This is not about superiority, although we know Jesus was mm. obviously. Okay, but in in the strictest sense of the word, as it relates to leadership, mm. it's not about superiority, it's about succession. That's right. And John realized Three and a half years in, here's the man. This is the moment. Follow him. He's very vocal about it. He was. He was. But we'll get there in just a moment. But but that doesn't mean John never had questions. <laughs> that doesn't oh. mean that John didn't have insecurities Definitely. that had to be addressed. But Jesus' disciples and the, the magnetism of his ministry to pull those disciples started with Andrew first going and saying to Simon Peter, we found him. Mm-hmm. This is him. This is who we've been looking for. And come with me. And then Jesus sees Simon coming and says, yep. thou shalt be called Cephas, right? Thou shalt prophetically. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's a little rabbit trail that we cannot ignore. But this is the same Simon Peter, son of Jonah, that in Matthew 16, and we all love this, this, this passage of Scripture. When Jesus is standing in the midst, now a lot of time has transpired between thou shalt be called, thou shalt be called Cephas. Mm-hmm which is by interpretation a stone, mm-hmm. Peter, okay? You're Simon, but you shall be called. A lot of time had transitioned and transpired from mm-hmm. thou shalt be to Matthew 16, where Jesus is saying, so who do men say that I am? A lot of discipleship happens. Right? A lot of discipling. A lot of teaching. Oh, man. That's what Jesus did every day. A lot of teaching. Right. He'd been working on Peter for a long time. So we have this initial conversion taking place from Simon 
the son of Jonah, the fisherman, yep. right? Standing face to face with Jesus and him identifying potential in him and saying, thou shalt be. This is the conversion mo- moment, if you will. This is the mm-hmm. this is the new convert, Simon. There's potential in you. It's like the brief moment of purpose that he's given. Yes. And there's going to be a lot of a lot of teaching and discipleship to get you to that point. Thou shalt be. That's right. Okay. And and people experience that, right? Mm-hmm. At conversion. Sure they do. They get a sense that you know what I can be something else. Yes. Right. They start dreaming again. But it's not whip. I heard a new convert say that just recently yeah, and he wow. said, I just feel like I can dream again. Bro, that's massive. <laughs> That is so huge. I feel like I can dream again. Yeah. There's a purpose. Thou shalt be. That's right. Now put your armor on and let's go. Follow me. That's right. Follow me. Let's go. Yeah. Everybody that becomes a disciple gets in, not so they can hobnob with Thomas, not so they can rub shoulders with James and John, not so that they can be best buds with Judas Mm-mm. and Bartholomew. Mm-mm. You got in this to follow Jesus, and don't you ever forget that. That's right. That's why you're in this. So now we're standing on the other end mm-hmm. of three approximately years that Peter has been impacted by the words of Christ. He's followed Christ. And Jesus is asking him, who do men say that I am? Mm-hmm. Well, Who do they say that I am? Thou art the Christ. And Peter says, Yeah, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he says, You got it! Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you. Yeah. Right? But I also say unto thee uh, <laughs> that thou art. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. This is not the same. This is not the same feel of what happens at the beginning of Peter's mm-hmm. Simon. He he wasn't, he said, you're going to be, but mm-hmm. now you are. Mm-hmm. And, and between thou shalt be and thou art is years of following and teaching and addressing those raw aspects of who Simon, the son of, of Jonas was. Mm-hmm. The moment, oh, he got it. The moment that he got the revelation of Jesus' identity is the moment that he stepped into his personal identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's no longer thou shalt be, but it is now thou art. You know who I am, and now... You have become who I said that you you could become. And how many people do you know who live in an identity crisis? They'd have they they have such a false perception of who they are, and it seems like what I'm hearing from you is the key to all of that is figure out who God is. Oh, and you get that through teaching. You do. And you get that figured out, and all of a sudden, it's like you look in the mirror, and it's like, all right. You do. 
Hmm. The moment you know who Jesus is is the moment you realize who you are. Because he tells you. He tells you. So it is this, it's this ragtag group that Jesus looks at. He's working on them. He is working on them because in that same Matthew 16, just a few verses later, he says to Peter, get what else? behind me. Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. Back to work here. <laughs> <laughs> Dig out a little bit more of the divine 80 grit. He was tougher. Sandpaper. He was tougher on the disciples than he was on anyone else. Those that just followed for the loaves and fishes did not hear this. Nope. But if you're going to be a disciple, and you're going to make the trip from Simon the son of Jonas mm-hmm. to Simon Peter, mm-hmm. then you have got to be able to handle this thing called offense. Yeah. You got to be able to handle it. Hey, have you ever have you ever uh heard that that song? Yeah, we were talking about this. Excuses, more excuses. Man, why don't we bless... Let me play you just a little piece let's, of it Let's here. bless our audience with this. children has a cold. Pneumonia, do you suppose? Why the whole family had to stay home. Just to blow that poor kid's nose. Excuses, excuses, you hear them every day. Good stuff, isn't it? Oh, man. Kingdom. Kingdom. Yep. Maybe he's too old. Mm-hmm. The sermons, they're not hard enough. And maybe they're too bold. His voice is much too quiet. Like. Sometimes it gets too loud. He needs to have more dignity, or else he's way too proud. Well, the sermons, they're too long. This is my favorite And line. maybe they're too short. Nope. He ought to preach the word with dignity it instead of stomping Dignity. Story. Well, that preacher we've got must be. Gotta be the world's, the world's most stuck up man. man. Well, one of the ladies told me the other Here it is. day. Well, he didn't even shake my hand. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even shake my hand. Sometimes it doesn't take much. Yeah. Man, you know it, right? It doesn't take much. You're sitting it in doesn't. my seat. You're parked in my parking spot. You're. It's too hot. It's too cold. Really? But when you're in it, it's the worst thing ever. Ooh. So the real responsibility, mm-hmm. this is the nuts and bolts of everything we're talking about. The real responsibility of being a disciple is found in that verse that we read in, in Luke. He said, offenses will come, but woe unto them. By whom they come. Mm-hmm. The responsibility of being a disciple is simply this. You have got to master not being offended. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you got to master not being offensive. We're done. We'll just stop it right here, producer. 
That's it. If you can master those two things, you'll follow Jesus through gardens. You'll follow him. Yep. You'll follow him through mountainsides. You'll follow him at Calvary. You won't deny him at, at the fire pit. You won't. You'll be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to be with Jesus the whole way through if you can master. And this is something that John the Baptist needed a little help with, man. Like, you you, you got to understand, the fact that you may struggle with offense from time to time is not reflective on, on some breach in your character. No. Or some shortfall in your spiritual condition. Mm-hmm. The forerunner of Jesus Christ the forerunner of Jesus Christ, had to be reminded. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. Oh, man. The fact that you're struggling with offense is proof, proof that you're a disciple. But it's got to be like water off a duck's back, right? That's it. You gotta handle offense like a hot potato. You, yep. you you can't control this. This is it. This is the summary of the whole matter, as Solomon would say. This is the mm-hmm. conclusion of the whole matter. You can't control whether offense comes because it's mm-hmm. coming. You're right. It's on its way. You just control how long it sticks around. You only control whether it stays. So you've got to develop as a disciple. You've got to develop this handing it off business. I, it it comes to me, mm. but I'm gonna I'm gonna offload it. I refuse to remain offended. Don't confuse being offended with remaining offended. That's right. Yeah. To not take it into you and let it start to damage you. Right. Right. A sign of maturity is that you can receive it and hand it off. You can forgive. You can, here's three big short words. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Just let it go. Like when you have to stop and think for a minute about why you're mad at that person. That's a good indicator that maybe you should just get over it. Have you ever been with somebody, bro, who it comes out of them almost like a a volcano and you're like, where did In, that? Involuntary. Yeah, it's like, where yeah. did that come from? Yeah. What did that person ever do to you? Yeah. And All they right. tell you and you're like, okay, well, that really doesn't <laughs> equate to that response. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you just scratch the veneer of their life and it erupts out. And most times they follow up the explosion with, and I ain't bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. One thing I'm not, I'm not bitter. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Maybe you can explain what you are. (laughs) Right? Yes, sir. A brother... A brother offended is harder to win mm-hmm. a strong city. That's a that's a difficult that's a difficult man to win over. Yeah. 
is a brother that is offended. If John the Baptist had to be reminded, don't be offended in me. Mm -hmm. Listen, Jesus told his disciples, Jesus told his disciples, all of you are going to be offended tonight because of me. When you look at people that walk away from God and just throw the towel in and say, ah, I'm not going to church no more. I'm just giving up on it. Mm -hmm. Do you know the difference between those people and the people that are going to be here this weekend? Yep. It's not that one group has been offended and one group hasn't. It's one has lost the ability to handle exactly. the offense. Exactly. Exactly. So, Everybody hits the same stuff. Right. That's right. Right. So the fact that you are being offended, listen, if, if I'm offended, that's what you do to me. That's, that's what you do to me. God can offend you at times. Jesus mm -hmm. offended every one of his disciples. He had a church split. Extraordinaire. He went from 84 to 12, and they left because they were offended at his message, at his words. Uh, it's just a bit tough. Mm. You actually think you're going to be able to sit under a man mm. and not be offended at some point by what your pastor says, not offended at some point at what Matthew, Bartholomew, Judas, Thomas you actually think you're going to be able to run with this ragtag group of of of, of impulsive, <laughs> rough fishermen, tax collectors, ambitious folks, and never be offended? Jesus will offend you. He said, I am the stone that was set at naught, the stone that the builders rejected, and I've become a stumbling block, and that actually means offense. Offense. Yep. You can't even become following Jesus and become a disciple without being offended. You have to pass the filter of offense to even become a disciple. And then for sure you have to put up with it. You got to put up with it. You will be confronted multiple times by what somebody <laughs> else says. Multiple times. Every, every time you rotate around the sun, you will... Throughout that year, you have many, many opportunities yeah. to either let something damage you or you say, you know what? That could have got me, but it didn't. So so, so Jesus' response, noticed how, how warm and fuzzy he was the first service back after the church split. Ooh. Oh, you guys want to go too? I mean, if, if, if my message is offending you, I'm not changing my message. That's what Jesus said. And they said, to, to, to whom should we go? So I my submission is not that 84 were offended and 12 weren't. Or uh, I was 70. Uh, yeah. not that, it's not that, that 70 were offended. Stuff again. Yeah. Do we need a fraction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the submission is not that 70 were offended and 12 weren't. No. My submission is that 84 were offended and 12 got over it. Mm -hmm. You look at that elder that's walked with God and followed God for 50, 60 years. You don't think anybody's ever said anything about them? You don't think that preaching at some point in their life 
may have just, just maybe, it might have went down a bit sideways. But they handed it off. They got over it. You, you don't think that a marriage after 25, 30, 35, 40 years, well, the reason that they're not divorced is no, <laughs> no. Being offended is what others do to me. Mm -hmm. That's not my responsibility. Remaining offended is what I do to me. That's very good. Very good. You do it to yourself. Being offended is your, that, 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 that's, that's you. Mm. Remaining offended is me. It's that's, me. That's very good. Very good. Somewhere you just have to let it go. Should, I can't control mm, mm. if it comes, but I can control that it doesn't stay. Yeah, I'm just thinking here. We we should podcast this. This would make a great podcast. Do we do podcasts? Maybe we should start a podcast. That's a great idea. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. We don't need much. We need a couple mics. We need you know a couple cameras. We need three mics. I don't think we need three. We like could probably said, get by with two. A couple mics would be good, don't you think? Yeah. Need, yeah. Keyword being couple. We do need an extra camera too. <sighs> All right, let's do a praise break. <laughs> we need a praise break. Yeah. We're, we're getting we're getting caught in the muck and the mire here. So while our Kingdom Speak musicians ham it up here, have you subscribed to Kingdom Speak? And if you have not, do it. Rate us, review us, send us all of your comments, show suggestions, and feedback. We love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we oh, do. Yes. Hey, we got we got one review here. I love it. The title is More of Bishop Tipton, Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, he's coming I back. Concur. He's coming back. So do you want to flip the coin and talk about the other side now? No, no, I prefer what you do to me. <laughs> That's I, right. I prefer what you do to me. This is going to get interesting. Yeah. As we so, wrap up this show. Let's have another praise break. <laughs> <laughs> we could all be victims and just... Oh, it's, right? it's much easier to be a victim than to be in control. <laughs> so offenses will come. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa unto him by whom they come. He didn't even say woe unto whom is offended. It's bad oh, to be an offended person, right? right? There's right. a way out of that forgiveness. Right. But boy, if you are the person doing the offending. Have you ever heard this? I hope I can get the tone of this right. Well, I just told them the truth. <laughs> Does that sound right? <laughs> have, you, have you ever... <laughs> I wasn't the one that did well, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, they asked me, so I just had to tell them. Yeah. Have you ever heard this? Speaking the truth in love. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Another classic is, I've been waiting a long time to tell him. Got that yeah. off my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Help us, Pastor McKillop. If you're going to be a disciple, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure, seeing how we've 
got off track in mathematics here a couple times in this podcast. I'm not sure what percentage of my focus as a disciple needs to be greater on which side does it need to be? Yeah, I know what you mean. Controlling being offended or focusing on not being an offense? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if we all did that, then we wouldn't have to worry about the other side. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, I've made this statement before. I've heard preaching, and, and there are times that preaching is confrontational. Yes. We can't change that. There's times that truth just has to be preached. But the word of, the word of God's pretty clear. It, it has two edges already. It is a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need me adding a third edge. As a preacher, I want to be I want to be dedicated to communicating truth in love. I want to love my brethren. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. to love my brethren. And if we get that, let, let, let's look at First John, First John two, chapter two, verse nine. He that saith he is in the light mm-hmm. and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. I think, I think, just go. Yeah. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, mm. and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Mm. What a testimony. Mm. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness oh. and walketh in darkness. And knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. He's, he's, this doesn't even need commentary, but, but there is none occasion of stumbling in the guy that loves his brother and abideth in the light. There is none occasion of stumbling, none occasion of stumbling. Wow. And the root word of that stumbling there is offense. Wow. There is no occasion of offense in him. Now, I'm asking you, which way does that be interpreted? Mm-hmm. Non-occasion of being offended hmm. or non-occasion of being offensive? Well, it I think like it's external. I think it's ambidextrous. Yeah. I think it goes both ways. Yeah. The man that loves his brother stays in the light, man. That's where he abides. That's right. And that love keeps him being from being offended by him. And how is love shed abroad? Let me think about this. Producer, just, just give me a quick Google search. I, mean, I am. How many? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Man. If you have wow. a problem with somebody, I'm serious. If I have a problem with somebody, it's a Holy Ghost issue, which by extension becomes a love issue. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, I hope I've never made somebody stumble. If you make somebody stumble, you got to work on your backstroke, bro. <laughs> it's better... It's better for you that a millstone be hung around your neck. Yeah. 
It's better for you, friends and neighbors. What is worse than trying to swim and stay afloat with a millstone hung around your neck? The variable in this equation is love. Offenses are fixed. Right. Well yeah, said. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well yep. said. Can't believe I'm saying that, but that was a good point. Did you notice the math equation in that too? All right. So. <laughs> uh, Equation. <laughs> Maybe we'll subtract. Better that. behave if you don't just want to become a statistic in this show. <laughs> I sent some division on the podcast. If I can keep the love of God in my heart for you and you and everybody else, mm-hmm. I mitigate the chance of me stumbling. Yeah. And I don't want to trip up. Nope. And I don't want to trip somebody else up. Listen, I'm not just saying this for podcast material. As a disciple, I don't want to be guilty of that. I don't know. So here, I don't know where this podcast could go. So maybe somebody will listen to it, and I might get feedback from this. But I don't know the person yet that has done me enough wrong that I can't forget. Oh my. Wow. Yes, sir. That's right. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Offended? You better believe it. Stuff hurts. Words hurt. Actions. It hurts. Mm. I'm not mitigating the fact that it hurts, but drop that thing, brother. You're right. Drop it. Move on. Pray through, talk in tongues, get the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and most times it is a real thing. For sure. The the stuff that lives on, right? It, it's a real thing, but yeah, you, you still can't hold on to it. No. By this, shall all men know they that ye are my what? Disciples. Disciples. How? If you have love. One to another. Wow. You know, the Amplified um, really has a unique way of expressing what we just said by the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So when I don't even love you, then I get his love. And that makes me love you. That's good. I can't find it in myself, but that's bucket good. loads, I man. Bucket loads. It. So if you're struggling with somebody, like talk in tongues and pray through until you get like bucket loads of love from some other yep. infinite source. And all of a sudden it starts changing how you feel about everybody else. That yeah. mm-hmm. is what disciples do. That's what disciples do. So the bulk of my life as a disciple, I need to remember, I'm in this to follow Jesus. I'm not in this to hobnob with producer Randy or co-host Brother Casista. Mm. I'm in this to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. That way when I'm disappointed, Mm -hmm. 
I come back to the fact that I got in this for him. I didn't get in this for a wife. I didn't get in it for a raise. I didn't get in it for a portfolio. I got in it to follow Jesus. And as I follow him, my responsibility is summed up in this. Don't be offended. And don't be offensive. That is what it takes to be a disciple.